Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and I'm so excited that you are taking time from your busy OT life to join us today. If you've joined us for our past two podcasts, you know that the mission of this podcast is to help you keep up with the exponentially increasing amount of medical knowledge out there. I'm really excited because this week we have another randomized controlled trial, this time from the Journal of the American Medical Association. It's articles like this that make me so glad that we are doing these reviews. When I first came up with this project, I really saw a lack of tools out there for identifying influential research about occupational therapy. It's relatively easy to receive journals like AJOT or the Canadian Journal of Occupational Therapy and flip through them. But if you just look at these journals, you are really missing a lot of the conversation on occupational therapy. And this article from JAMA is the perfect example. The Journal of the American Medical Association, or JAMA, is a highly influential journal. Its impact factor is 46.7, which means that in a given year, an article in the journal will be cited on average 46.7 times. By comparison, the American Journal of Occupational Therapy's impact factor is 1.5. For me, seeing an article about occupational therapy in an influential journal like JAMA really solidifies how important OT topics are to the whole medical team, and that there is a strong desire to know what type of occupational therapy works best and how much of it is necessary. Okay, let's dive into this week's article. This week's article is The Effect of a Task-Oriented Rehabilitation Program on Upper Extremity Recovery, following motor stroke, colon, the eye care randomized clinical trial. For members of the OT Potential Club, this will be our article of the week for April 8th through the 14th of 2019. So if you have any thoughts after listening to this podcast, be sure to jump into the club and share them in the comments. As I stated already, this article is found in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association. It was published in 2016, and it ranks number five on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related articles. If you've read our past article reviews or listened to the previous episodes of the podcast, you know that researchers are really interested in discovering more about a dose effect in OT. This means that they want to study whether higher doses of therapy can lead to greater recovery. There's been some clinical trials in the past couple years, especially with robotic therapy, that show that the more repetitions and therapy that you get, the greater recovery that you can have. Researchers are also really eager to discover if there are these windows of time after a stroke or other event where increased therapy doses might be the most effective. But this week's article really throws a wrinkle in the more is better trend that we're seeing in other research. The article's general conclusion was that stroke patients with moderate upper extremity impairment who completed an intense task-oriented outpatient protocol over 10 weeks did not fare any better in the long run than stroke patients who simply had standard outpatient OT care. Let me try to unpack all that for you. Uh, That's a lot to take in. 
Uh, let's start with the patients in this group. The patients in this study all experienced a stroke that resulted in moderate upper extremity impairment, and they were all deemed to participate in an intense therapy program, meaning they didn't have uh, cognitive impairments or just a complex medical presentation after their stroke. The patients in this study were also seen in the outpatient setting. Uh, so the therapy began anywhere from 14 to 100 days after their stroke occurred. So these are patients in what I would call the subacute stage of stroke. They've gone home from the hospital, but they may still be seeing some spontaneous recovery happening. All in all, I think there were about 300 patients uh, that went through this trial. So of these 300 patients, they were divided into three treatment groups. One group received usual and customary OT. In other words, the study didn't dictate at all how much therapy they were getting. It was just determined by the therapist and the payer schedule uh, and the clients themselves. The second group received usual and customary OT, but the interventions were specifically delivered in 31-hour sessions across a 10-week period. And then the last group received a rehab protocol, the eye care protocol, that was designed to reflect best practices. It was task-specific, intense, client-centered, and patients received three hours of OT treatment per week delivered over 10 weeks. So after this intense uh, therapy in the subacute phase that lasted for 10 weeks, the big question was a year later, would this therapy have made a functional difference in the lives of the patients? And as we stated before, the answer was basically no. Uh, the scores from the three different groups a year later were all the same. So more is better really didn't fit in this scenario. The article states some interesting limitations that are worth considering. And there were three that really caught my eye. The first one is that spontaneous recovery might have been greater than the treatment effect during this time window. During the first 10 weeks following a stroke, we all know that there is spontaneous recovery that occurs. And that just might have been the most important thing going on with the patients at this time, more so than the treatment that they were receiving. The second thing that I think is uh, really interesting is that the dose that these patients receive just may not have been high enough. Uh, they really focused on the time and therapy, whereas other clinical trials have focused more on repetitions. And especially in robotic therapy, they're looking at repetitions that are three to four times more than what patients are receiving uh, in standard therapy care. And this trial basically just doubled what standard therapy was providing. So it simply may not have been enough to really move the needle. And the third thing was that maybe the usual care that they compared the protocol to already represented best practices. They didn't really track very well what the usual care looked like. Uh, so maybe there was high repetitions there. Maybe it was client-centered and task-oriented. Um, and so for that reason, you didn't see a big difference between the usual care group and the eye care protocol. Now, there is obviously a lot more to this article, and I really encourage you to go and look it up and read it if you work with patients who had 
suffered a stroke. My big takeaway from this article is if you are working with a patient who has an upper extremity impairment after a stroke, you can just be really confident in your clinical reasoning about how much therapy this patient needs. As of now, there isn't a fancy protocol that tells us exactly how much therapy that they need in these early stages. Uh, So you can be confident that what your patient really needs is just for you to do your best looking at the situation and um, reasoning out how much would benefit the individual that's sitting in front of you. My other takeaway is that this is a topic that I see coming up again and again. How much therapy do our patients need? When do they need it? And what type of therapy do they need? This article is just a piece of the discussion, and it's a discussion that I see more pieces being filled in over the next five to 10 years. Okay, that wraps up our article summary. It is such an honor to be able to discuss this research with you. If you want to dive into this article further, I invite you to join the OT Potential Club where each week I also provide a written overview of this article along with information on the assessments in it. And if there's any applicable documentation tips, I also try to pull those as well. We also have a forum where you can chime in about your own experience with working with patients with stroke and hopefully be a part of moving this conversation forward. Each week I send $100 to the person who made the most like comment in the forum. So head on over to the club to get started. You can sign in or sign up at otpotential.com. If that isn't your thing, you can always just subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if you're so inclined. And hopefully you will tune in next week. Thank you so much for joining us today and give great care this week. 